guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Everybody, what's good with you? Hey, Sean and Brad, Guys Beer Sports, back season three, episode two. I hope, anyway, you know, you were coming right. to you live from the west coast of North America to the east coast of North America. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, last full weekend in August. And so here we are. Sean, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. it's it's just before afternoon. You snuck it in there. It's perfect. Yeah, it, it feels just almost like Christmas, doesn't it? Because the NFL is kicking off for mid-season, right? They got the good games coming. Cuts are coming. A couple weeks from kickoff. College football starting. You know, we got Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, you know, and as always, the fight game is strong and it's going, right? So, uh, man, what a time to be alive. Like right now, okay, so – we went to go see uh, Blue Jays, right? Uh, not that long ago, a couple of weeks back, uh, me and a buddy of mine, because they were hot in the wild card race, right? Yeah, they were. So you went and then they kind of just. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're on the downward spiral right now. And then I just saw that they just tried to sign Gerard. No, not tried. They, they did. They signed uh, Gerard Dyson. Yeah, Gerard Dyson, because he was placed on yeah. waivers. Like, that's going to help. Anyways, yeah. um, I'm hoping that because of their continuing spiral downwards, that we might be able to get some more tickets or at least go to another game. Yeah. How very shrivelous of you to think that. I yeah, know. Well, uh, it's fun you know. to watch. You know, my Mariners are going to be famous to flame out. They have a fantastic record for the for the Mariners. You know, so we're all enjoying that. But at the same time, man, the Mariners you know, are they're going to break our heart. They're they're. Well, I mean, you know, they're sort of in it. They're ahead of. Toronto, so yeah. that must mean we're something. doing better than you. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's almost like someone said that was going to happen, but I don't. I don't remember. Maybe we could go check the tape. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I I think it's going to be tough to catch catch Boston and uh, yeah. Boston and uh, New York. Like if Boston's the, five and five in their last ten. No one's catching New York, right? Thirteen in a row. They're just you know they've been real Yeah, they're, they're just fire. They're, they're smoking everybody. So I think that's out. Boston's five and five. Sorry, Reed, cover your ears. I think that, you know, we can catch, like, it, it's possible, right? There's a, Boston's got to come here for three uh, yeah. in about two and a half weeks. And that might be where it all hinges, at least from a Mariner perspective. So you got to do the exact same thing next week, buddy. You got to end up, you have to curse. You have to curse Reed now. That's it. You know, I'm going to. You knew, you have to. It's all, it's all friendly till the teams start mattering. And then it's, you know, then it's in. <laughs> That's how we get between the lines these days. Hey man, um, check this out. Yeah, this is hey, an actual quick, I, CFL I jersey. Yeah, it doesn't have a number on it. It's weird. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's the silliest thing. It's like you know, <laughs> Major League Soccer is my fourth favorite sport, right in front of hockey. But yeah, hey, but the Argos. Weird to me. Yeah, that's eighth or ninth, <laughs> right behind cricket. Shout out to Reese. Um, it's interesting to me though that we sell these jerseys that don't have numbers on them or or anything. 
right? Yeah. Like they do it. I've seen it in hockey now with the Kraken jerseys and like yeah. Major League Soccer's big on it. Like you would never find that in football. Like it's just whatever. You're not wearing a jersey with no number on it. So it's dumb. I think it's because you're supposed to like create a number for yourself and put your yeah, name. Yeah, but it's not even that. They're just, they're just selling blanks, right? Like you can just order a blank. Oh, that's really they don't strange. Offer, yeah. They don't even offer the ability to put a name and number on it. Like you just, <laughs> you're buying just a blank ass jersey like you're wearing right there, and it's terrible. Hey, real quick, shout out to Flyers, our sponsor. Uh, food options, football starting, best place to watch a game on Woodby Island. Uh, so go check our friends out there. And then also, you know, we want to invite you guys if you're in the Portland area, uh, Comic Con, Portland Comic Cons, we're going to find a Bodega Brawl, and then it'll be live. Bodega Brawl is going to be the juggernaut of board games, folks. Check them out. They got some sweet merchandise too. So check them out Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my favorite part is they support uh, Apple Pay. So you can just order stuff from them directly and not have to get your credit card out of your wallet. So shout out to Andy and uh, Pat and all the rest of them boys on getting a solid project going. Yeah. He's on next week too. So to yep. promote and uh, talk some smack with us, I guess. So. Yeah. yeah. Talk some smack to you. Nope. At least. Lastly, I shout out to Shave My Balls. It's Sean's favorite sponsor that we have. Smooth, smooth my clean. balls. Yeah. Smooth my right. balls. Shave Get my it balls. right. See, that's what you're here for. <laughs> Smoothmyballs.com slash guys for sports. Get you 50% off. So go see that. Stay fresh. You got to stay fresh even in the wintertime. It doesn't like it. You just got to be cozy. So. I like it because it's so close to like another ad with the eat fresh, stay fresh. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. Subway. I really had no sleep here, so I have to apologize. Yeah. I'm just. That's all right. Our energy is good today. That's all. That's all that matters. We'll just. That, we'll correct you're carrying this. All. You're carrying this today. <laughs> as usual. Well, yeah, as usual. All right. Thank you for all of our sponsors. Yeah. It's it's it's. Yeah. Great to sorry, have smooth, sorry, smooth my balls. I, I associate you with something else, so my bad. Your product is amazing. All right, so we the Dodgers, like the Dodgers and the Giants, are running away with it. At some point, they're going to have to face each other. Probably yeah. in the I don't I don't think it'd be in the uh, in the divisional series, but probably in the championship series, they might face each other. Yeah. Here. yeah. In, in the National League. Um, what happened to the Padres? I think they lost some momentum. You know, I mean, pitching goes a little style. Tatis gets hurt. I mean, he's the driver in their, in their clubhouse right now that he's getting out of the outfield and coming back to play uh, shortstop again. I expect them to up their energy a little bit and kind of pick that up. He's been a little bit not the leader that he was. Although his first game back, though, I think he had something ridiculous two or three yeah but it was it's it's defense though their their problem isn't scoring runs necessarily it's it's the defense right and he brings so much to that chatter and you could just see him uh on the outfield board and not be able to talk to anybody you know you watch him when he's on you know when he's talking to the second baseman and the umpire second base the third baseman the third base umpire and whoever's on base and the pitcher and the catcher and you know He's out there just engaged and going, and now he's that he's been in the outfield on his little rehab assignment. He has not been as engaged, mm. um, and I think that team goes to his march. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see if they can pick up their momentum back again. I, I think they're probably the dark horse that you know makes some noise in the playoffs. But 
if they make it that far. Like, I mean, right now, yeah. I mean, they're there, right? They're, yeah. they're kind they, of they, they, the if they can pick it up and sneak in, I think you got to really watch out for them because I think they've got yeah. deep aspirations, but they just got to figure out how to turn it back on. Because you still got the Reds. The Reds are still up there. Uh, you know, yeah, I but no one's. Really... I mean, no one in the east. No one in the east is doing anything, right? No, that's the, thing. no. the American League is really the. That's the thing. Winners like, this year. You want to sit there? I, I hate the Yankees. Okay, but the yeah. thirteen game winning streak. Like, yeah. when's the last time you ever heard of a team doing that? It's crazy. Yeah. No one. No one gets together more than people that hate the Yankees, right? Yeah. That's all of us. Hey. What about the Orioles finally snapping that 19 game losing streak? You knew it was going to happen at some point, but still 19 games. And like setting Bro, records. Point, setting you records. You need to stop cashing your check at some point, right? Like, <laughs> but the way they celebrated, it's like they won the World Series. <laughs> they did. They won their World Series. They're getting out of the record book. <laughs> please don't let it be down to 21 please <laughs> yeah oh man just... yeah oh it was epic, just epic proportions oh my goodness i and mean not even competitive it wasn't even competitive baseball it wasn't like they're getting bad breaks and losing by a run they were just getting smoked but it early was, too it was shohei otani too right it's like the first time yeah. shohei let in that many runs um yeah. But then he goes back the next day and he gets his 41st home run. So I'm sure he's not feeling that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary stuff. For Mr. Unbelievable. All right. I mean, besides all that, we really have nothing else really to talk about in baseball until we start hitting into the postseason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things are starting to, like, you know, shape up. I do think Seattle's got a puncher's chance to make it. I think the Jays yeah. are going to be falling they won't. Yeah, they won't. They won't. I can tell you right now they're not going to make it, but we're going to have fun pretending they're going to. <laughs> You're in a better shape than what we are. So that's all I can say. Yeah. Well, it's not saying a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of things going on in the NFL. A lot of just background noise, too, with all these, you know, uh, positive cases and vaccines and all that noise. Stay away from that. What I want to know from you is who do you think is going to be the surprise player just for you personally? As far as well, like in the, in, like, a, in the 21 season, who's just going to make a jump that's going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Or, oh, that guy finally is going to turn the corner. Or that rookie is going to be on or... You know what I mean? Like something, yeah. something that comes out of it's like when the season's over, what's the one headline that you're going to be like, I saw that coming. And okay. it's not, if you say Josh Allen for MVP, I swear to God, I'm leaving. Well, because I that's mean, that's not a far-fetched thing. Like, it's, it's not a far-fetched. Might, it's not far-fetched. It's not, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want something. So like, I'll tell you, yeah. there's, here's mine, right? Yeah. Jameis Winston's going to lead the league in passing yards. I mean, I could see it happening because yeah. he did it two years ago so yeah they also led the league in interceptions yeah that same year yeah so. i know just listen <laughs> I'll, I'll go a step further he will lead the league in passing art and not and he won't be top 10 in intercept how about that all right that's that's good yeah i can perhaps see that yeah he has some saying. talent yeah i mean he has some talent the wide receiver bro he's the number one overall pick he won a heisman trophy does that really he was matter? One of the, he was one of the best college pitchers of his yeah. time. He's not just really, he's really, yeah. really good at throwing things. Uh, can you name me another number one pick that just was a bust as well? Yeah, a lot of them. Well, there was one. Russell. 
Yeah, but there was Martin one Russell. specifically. I was thinking, wait, that's true. Okay, you know what? That's actually more recent than what I was just thinking about. Yeah, Peyton well, you're, you're trying to get back in the time. You're Peyton, gonna get in the time Peyton, machine again. Pey- yeah, Peyton Manning's draft year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Ryan Leaf. I was trying to get the answer there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. For me, I'm thinking Teddy Bridgewater is going to lead um, the Denver Broncos to their first postseason in a long time. Hmm. All right. I do. There's there's a reason why you're getting picked over Drew Drew Locke, and it's not a bad thing for Drew Locke either, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, you can't forget that Teddy Bridgewater was an elite thing until he almost lost his leg. Like, you don't remember how catastrophic that knee injury was. He didn't just, like... He terrible. seriously was it within minutes of losing of having that leg amputated because that's of the right. blood flow loss. Like that's he's had to overcome a lot of things to get there. That's but it. prior to that injury, he was listen. Teddy was doing some things. So. That's exactly it. Yeah, but I, I honestly think he's going to be that breath of new life into him into a team as a starter. I really do think now you're going to see leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. yeah, yeah. Now, man, listen, Sean, I'm proud of you. Why did not be a homer and go somewhere in Buffalo or something? You know, good. you're branching yourself out. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> top wide receiver is going to be Stefan Diggs, though. Okay, there we go. How to get it out there? Boom. All right. Yeah, but again, Actually, that's not, I a, know. That's not I, a far-fetched thing. Though. It's not a far-fetched thing. But when I look at Aaron Rodgers now with the return of Randall Cobb, yeah, now he's look, got two options. Randall. Sure. Yeah, Devonte Adams. We got to put some respect on his name. But yeah, <laughs> I think that DK ends up with more yards than. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. Hey, it's his third year. I mean, he's got to take that next step, right? So, yeah. see what happens. Although, see what happens. There's a lot of people that are predicting that it's not Seattle going to be winning that, but actually the Niners yeah. for some strange reason. Love it. I, mean, I, I would never even think the Niners. I but I guess Trey Lance healthy. must be something. So, you have to remember that last year that the 49ers were decimated with injuries. I think they had 25 guys on IR and I yeah. think maybe 18 of them were starters. And so, right. You know, they're all back healthy. Figure it out. Let's see how it goes. I love it. I love the competition in that division. Well, it makes I mean, everybody there's, better. There's not much more to really talk about in the NFL right now, except for roster yeah. sizes and everything like that. I did want to ask yeah. you one question, though, because it's just so strange that uh, if you get injured in the preseason, like ETN's out for the season, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. one thing. But, like, there's guys that got injured in the preseason – that now, because they're not part of the 53-man roster, they have to be put under the permanent IR, even though they might be just gone for four weeks, and they could actually be picked up by another team. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. I'm listening yeah. to this. I'm there going, how does this even work? Because you're not protected. Well, yeah, you're not protected at that point. You're, yeah. you're a free agent, but you're still on the injury settlement. I actually, I know somebody... Uh, who played for an NFL team and had a hamstring injury now that had them out to him. They ended up just with an injury settlement and that was another career. Wow. But you know, it's a dirty game, man. It's a business. It is. It yeah. is. It's a pa- it's a pastime for you and I, but it's a business for some of them folks. Absolutely. Hey, really excited today. Really excited today. We've got a great guest, right? And we're gonna actually uh have a correspondence. So it's gonna be uh you and our friend Reed are going to be interviewing Derek Clark of the, is it Fighter League Atlantic? Fight League Atlantic, yeah. Fight so League it's a, Atlantic. So yeah. Close, Pod- so fighter, now fight. Yeah, podcast yeah. and also, if, if I understand, an amateur MMA league as well. So I'm I'm, I'm really yeah. stoked. Reed's going to come in yeah. with that. All right, let's throw it to Sean and Reed. Here comes Derek Clark.
Hey, everybody, we are here with Derek Clark and Reed Homer, our consultant of MMA over here. Yes, <laughs> I know. I use that loosely, Reed. You know it, too. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a while. <laughs> it has. It has since like the, the last episode we ended up going out with. So that was awesome yeah. for season two finale. Derek Clark is, man, this guy, he ended up following us on Instagram. I was looking up his stuff. He is a local, and when I say local, in the Atlantic provinces, in Nova Scotia particularly, fight promoter, Fight League Atlantic. They're about to do Fight League Atlantic 2 coming up on September 25th in Pick 2 County. Um, hey, uh, not only that, he's a brown belt, brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. Black belt. Uh, Black belt. Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> obviously, my research was bad. I just demoted the man. I'm going to need a smack uh, somewhere. They're probably out. I'm going to have to or- order you a virtual drink somehow. Uh, it's, 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 it's Professor now, okay? It's professor. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, on top of that, uh, podcast extraordinaire, man. Uh, Derek, thanks for coming, man. Hey, man. Thanks very much, guys, for having us. Uh, for me, I guess. Uh, nice to meet you. And yeah, I wish I had a beer. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> so on, Derek, come on down to Lowell, Mass. I got plenty. <laughs> oh, Lowell, Mass, beautiful. Love that place. Beautiful place. Oh, if you like fighting, you like Lowell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I talked to actually uh, Tyson Chartier and, and Rob Font and Calvin and those guys quite a bit. Yep, they're good yeah, guys. Yeah. They, they run that. Uh, Calvin owns. Um, oh, they're having an event coming up too soon i can't remember the the name of his brand but yeah i think they're uh, 617 uh club or something like that they're the uh, yeah. new england yeah. part of the new england cartel loosely new england cartel yeah i was just yeah. going to mention that very very talented cats yeah, yeah they are yeah yeah man uh derek first off i know you just taught a class and you came out here the sun's in your eyes i bet you yeah, wish you yeah. had sunglasses uh looks like a beautiful day there Where, which part beautiful. of which part of Nova Scotia in there? I'm actually home in Picto, Nova Scotia for the weekend. So I live, I do live in Halifax in, in Waverly in that area, but I'm here in, in, in Picto, Nova Scotia for the weekend, just down by the water. And, and uh, yeah, I just, this, the podcast, I, it, like I said, it kind of, I had a time and then a few things kind of came up today and in my days a little bit, especially leading up to fight is they're crazy. It's a 24 hour day job dealing with stuff. And actually from the minute I, you text me about 10 minutes ago, I lost a fight. No. So from that point until here, I was trying to get the f- another fight back together. So it's like things change so quick and you're always, you know, but anyway, we're here and yeah. Right. What, you're, what, you're saying, what you're saying, Derek, is that uh, Sean's a jinx, right? <laughs> <laughs> In a roundabout way. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's just like you kind of, that's the thing about this sport and especially not just this sport about like being a promoter, man. Like, it's like, I always try to compare it. I'm like, if you ever tried to organize a birthday party, like, yes. I'm like, okay, do that with like 1500 people and and people are fighting. And then you're dealing with the government. It's just a nonstop putting out fires pretty much. So you always have to be, the more organized you are, the better the events are going to be. That was, that was one of the big, biggest questions I had for you, Derek, uh, coming into this. Cause I remember when I was a, when I was a much younger man and I was competing, we were, yeah. we were fighting with the state of Massachusetts all the time. And our sanctioning body was actually the, uh, ISKA, uh, out of New Jersey. So they'd have to come up all the time and deal with that stuff. And we were, we were literally down, down, uh, down in Boston demonstrating at the state house all the time, just trying to, trying to get them to, you know, put some, put some things in place. Cause I was doing 
everything from smokers to you know closed door gym matches. So it was pretty dangerous. Yeah, with, with a pretty unruly crowd of people. Uh, you know, so it was one of those things where I'm, I'm not a big government regulation guy, but just for the legitimacy of it, what, what does that look like in uh, in Canada in Nova Scotia specifically? It's interesting because like down down in uh, in the United States, it's state to state, so everything's a little bit different. And obviously, Massachusetts being a, a pretty you know government. Like a, there's a lot of government stuff in, in Massachusetts. What Derek is trying you know, to say, a nanny state. It's like, <laughs> well, it's you know, it's 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 one of the founding states of the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. so um, they just want uh, their money. They just want the their loyalists. Money. And, yeah, exactly. Like it's just I don't know. Like up here, it's kind of the same. It's all bullshit, man. It's all commission. Like to be completely honest, like it's. But it, you know, sometimes like I also, you know, like I, people say to me all the time, like you're the promoter, you just care about money. And it's like, well, you can say that about some, but I'm a black belt in jujitsu guy who's been involved and put tons of time on the mats and competed. Like, I'm not a great competitor. I don't compete a lot, but, you know, I, I certainly have sparred lots and trained lots and put the time in. I care very much about these fighters, people who are putting their name and, and bodies on the line for us. So it's, I'm kind of in the middle with that. Like, as a, as a government, it's important to have a regulator and keep it, I think, regulated to a point. But also, I think it's like some of its foolishness. Yep. too right like it's like other sports don't have to go in this but you know like a, a big thing is like i always i always have to like bring myself back down to center in this business and be like you're promoting something 90 percent of the population hates like you know like people are taught in our society that fighting is bad now like it's i don't know why but i'm a big believer in a punch in the face fixes a lot of problems and you know you don't have to hurt somebody but i think it's important to know that there's levels to life and that you just can't go around talking shit to people and i think that you know learning a martial arts and and, you know it humbles you it teaches you a lot you know sean you're in the military and it's kind of similar to that it teaches i'm should not say it's similar in any way but you know there's that structure and the fundamentals and the things like as a kid you 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 grow up and you learn how to be respectful to, to people and yeah. So, you know, I think it's on both sides, but I'm probably rambling on a little bit, but oh, it's all good. good. The government really has a place in everything. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. it's like, you yeah. know, like the vaccination, man, like we're, I think, leading the world here. We're like close to 70, 75. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're up there. We're, we're one of the tops as far as like in Canada. I think right now it's only 10 million people from the last number that saw 10 million people haven't received the first shot yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty so, amazing. Um, here they made it mandatory too if you want to fight you have to be vaccinated period yeah and i know that there's some people probably with uh, religious beliefs or anything like that where they might find some sort of um contention with that yeah uh and, you know, know. The, the, the thing with that though is before you continue down that path is too is because yeah. i had i had a lot of buddies that were uh you know from um you know uh like you know, Muslim Russian countries, you know, like, uh, like you know, Dagestan that were fighting in the area. They, you know, they're going to school, Boston College, Boston University for like pharmaceuticals and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they, they had very strict um, ideas about even just getting something as simple as blood work done. Uh, you know, the ISKA was great about having that that kind of in place where you had to get your blood work done. And it, it presented a problem a lot of times where it's like, how bad do you want to fight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Uh, that's exactly what it comes down to, right? Like, if you guys want to fight, this is the rules. I, like, at the end, of the, I try to explain it to people that, like, they are a regulator. Like, it's very similar to if you own a bar and you can't serve to minors or uh, open at a certain time. Like, if, if you do, you're going to get fined. They're going to shut you down. And that's pretty much the same as what I've kind of 
finally, like, that's how I kind of level up my head when I'm like, that guy's a dick. And I'm like, well, no, he's a regulator and he's just trying to look out for himself. And it's at the end of the day, and, and we live in this world that everything's liability and everyone's scared to death of everything. So everyone's wow. covering their asses at all times. That is that is some true words spoken. Because, like, you know, I, I know you guys just have the uh, provincial elections there, elected a new premier. Couldn't be happier. I know. If you were to look at some of the Facebook things, and I, I don't like to get into political things in this is all, but if you look at some of the Facebook chambers, you realize it was just a huge echo chamber. 100%. But, yeah, because now it's conservative government over there. We have an election going on here uh, federally, and it's kind of like the same thing where you see the conservatives are gaining ground. Well, we are totally getting off topic here altogether. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find a place where the sun is into my eyes. Sorry. Oh, no, that's, that's absolutely not a problem. Uh, I am going to say, though, that, you know, I do think that if, it, if this is your livelihood, because you look at the NFL, they haven't gone yet completely to the point where you must be fully vaccinated in order to play. But it's getting there because oh, the yeah, fines, dude. the fines are huge. And like, if you're going to do that, you still have to like test. I think, I don't know, uh, for now, even vaccinated, fully vaccinated people in the NFL, you have to test weekly. It's going to be bi-weekly. Now it's weekly. Um, when I sit there and I think about a fight or even in the military where they're trying to make it now mandatory, and I believe they're coming out with that like, mandatory vaccination in order to be a federal employee, it starts going to your paycheck. It's an employer. You kind of got to do what the employer is saying you got to do in order to do this. So how much does it mean to you? And I understand that there's got to be some great talent that might be getting lost in this whole entire shuffle. And I can't even imagine the headaches that you're just going through in order just to get a fight out. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I'm the bad guy. You know, like the messages people send me. I got one today from somebody, a pro fighter, like, like, you're what? Like, man, I don't make these rules. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy from a small town who loves fights, trying to run a business and make some money and move the sport. Like, it's black and white. Like, people try to make everything cut. Like, get the fuck off the internet for five minutes. For God's sakes, like, go do something useful. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 that's why it gets to a point with people. To, like, I don't know. It's like, these guys, like, they're freaking out about vaccines. Like, if you want to stay in your house and never leave for the rest of your life, then by all means, go for it. I, I have no control over that. But the government is slowly going to make it so hard for you to do anything. You'll never win. So either, and I'm all about if you if you're religious and you have certain things that are against it, I totally understand that, and I and I don't agree with necessarily, you know, forcing everybody. But on that same note, I can't run my business properly because no one's getting vaccinated. So it's like I can't have a full venue. So it's like now you're hindering my business, right? Yeah. Which which is the which is the divide because it's like why is my business hindered based on that person who might not even come to the event yeah so anyway hey, yeah it's 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 foolish i see that you have pay-per-view that's available for the september 25th fight as well at 6 yeah. p.m atlantic so what it's at seven atlantic st- uh, standard time six uh eastern three pacific so yeah. uh yeah pay-per-view i i i, I want to hear about the pay-per-view for this fight you know what like we've We've kind of started because how we kind of started doing stuff is back in 2014. We started doing jujitsu events, is how kind of we 
got into this whole mess, we we decided that it would be kind of neat that no one ever, no one was even doing jujitsu tournaments. There was a few people, but um, no one was doing like a pay per view. So we would take guys from and girls from all, all over Canada or the states and fly them in, and they'd compete against our local black belts or brown belts or whatever it is on a on a live kind of pay per view. And the first few we did streaming, and we would get up, you know, we we get like ten thousand people watching the live stream, and we're like, well, okay, well obviously we got to charge a little bit of money for this and then we started charging a little money and then our numbers went to like 15 <laughs> real quick like so it, it's an interesting thing pay-per-view and now now we do pay-per-view everything we we it's hard we don't push it until tickets are at a certain percentage and and then once we hit a certain percentage we'll push the pay-per-view but they're realistically for us it's like if you're going to do these events and whether it's in oh, hornet sorry boys <laughs> uh, if you're going to do these events adhd if you're going to do these events you know amateur or pro or whatever it is i'm a big believer in that you know you should be providing them with a, a great experience in return i've been to so many events and i'm sure you both have like where it's like you go to the 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 legion or the local whatever it happens to be the armory yeah yeah or whatever and, and it looks great and it's good but for us, we were like, you know what, we like we have the ability to make the production look really good and the events look really good, and it, it's just a, it's a slow growth. So you know, we we just over the years have gotten better and better, and and we can whether we video or pay per view, it's literally a click of a button, either or for us. So it's I I, I always say I like and and this sounds a little bit cocky, but I say like here we are, a couple of dummies from Picton, Nova Scotia, like small little town here, five thousand people. And, our production's as good as anything you see on UFC Fight Pass. And, yep. you know, but we have, so, we've yet to get the call from them. That was one of the biggest things I was impressed with, Derek, uh, just going through the FLA site and just, you know, be able to click and immediately get dragged to your YouTube channel and seeing just an inordinate amount of videos where you can actually see the product that you guys are putting out. Um, and it, it, seeing the viewership on some of those videos is actually pretty promising. Yeah. And it's great these days for me when I was when I was a kid starting off. I'm 34 years old now. When I was uh, you know 14, I really got into the MMA mixed uh, submission wrestling type stuff. Nice. Um, nice. It was it was I was downloading everything from torrent sites for Abu Dhabi, and then you know staying right. up late to watch Pride YouTube's and stuff. Uh, Pride Pride pay per views and MMA tractor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. it, yeah. It, it, it was hard out there, but nowadays it's just it's so available to everybody. And one of the most promising things for me again, when I was a kid, I had to you know bounce up to New Hampshire, an hour north of where I lived, yeah. or you know down to Somerville, an hour south of where I live. What is the scene like in Nova Scotia right now? Um, you know, with as far as you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, academies and dojos and stuff like that around there. Are you guys seeing the numbers really start to pick up? Yeah, it's, it's impressive here, man. Like I will say in our community, our community, like my coach, Jared McIntosh, he's one of the OG guys around here himself, Peter Martel, Shane Rice, uh, Shane's a Hickson guy. Those guys kind of all started the scene, you know, or in the early nineties and, uh, kind of developed it. And, and then they, Peter, like Martel, they had uh, ECC, which was a, you know, a lot of a place. It was the same, you know, they'd have their own promotion based out of their own gym and yep. get their, their, their fighters, uh, from like fights kind of thing and and that was good they were doing big events and then it slowly kind of like gavin tucker fights out of here i'm not sure if you guys know who gavin is in yeah. the ufc but yeah um, i love i love gavin tucker i was really sad about that last fight yeah yeah me too me too actually so he, these guys you know we have a, a great scene and, and when it comes to jujitsu like 
I would have to say we're probably in the province of Nova Scotia. You're probably up towards the 30, 30 clubs of just oh, wow. strictly jujitsu and MMA. With if you're talking all clubs, I bet you're pushing fifty to sixty when it comes to in a, in a province of a million people. It's it's very big and it's and it's it's growing, but it's it's again growing it in the right way. Like we we really want to groom people to like be respectful and mm-hmm. you know talk properly and you know that that's the thing. I, I always look back to to think about friends I know that made the NHL. And they weren't great speakers. They weren't like, you know, anything fancy, but they, they went and they, one guy, he went to New Jersey actually, and he played in New Jersey and won a couple of cups there. And, and he went and he was like, Hey, Lou Lamarillo just took me and, and drilled it into my head, what to do and how to speak and how to do these things. And, you know, and, and just became successful because the more the product looks clean fighters, everybody together. Like if you're out in the public, you should be representing like, yeah, you're a fighter, but big deal. Help the lady. Like you're not, you're just that, a person, man. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the biggest things that uh, I had to deal with for a long time. And thank, thank God that we had guys like, uh, you know, George St. Pierre and like Rich Franklin, who was a school teacher. You know what I mean? Like these guys that you didn't expect to be cage fighters. Um, yeah. You know, so it is the stick. And again, I'm far removed from the scene. Um, you know, I still have friends on Facebook and all that stuff. So I'm kind of like a, I have a peripheral view of it, but how yeah. much, how much are you guys still fighting the stigma, uh, surrounding, you know, essentially cage Non-stop. fighting, you know, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a get away from me. bastard. It's, <laughs> it's nonstop, man. It's, you know, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to explain what it is. Like, you know, some venues are better than others. Some communities are better than others, but you know, you're dealing with an aging population in, in a lot of our communities, you know, it's people are understand it, but whether they want to see it, it's, it's a hard thing to sell. Right. We're, we still like, I, I think we'll always be between probably a thousand and 2000 tickets, 2,500 tickets for our shows as we move around the, you know, the Maritimes here. That's, but you know, it's, it's, I've kind of given up on that to be completely honest guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't care what you think about us anymore. Like if, if if you think that we're a bunch of meatheads, then maybe I am. <laughs> but whatever, right? Like I, I'm, it's like people's opinions are like our souls. Everybody's got one, right? So of course, I, I I used to take a lot, and I still take it, you know. But I, I've given up trying to change. So you stop. You stopped reading the YouTube comments and just yeah. said, "Fuck it." Yeah, just man. Do your thing. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? It's weird. Like YouTube, we don't we don't get it's funny like you say numbers because we don't get a lot of like push on youtube it's weird i don't know like if our algorithm or what like i'm not a i'm 40 up one and i'm barely keeping up with posting every day so i have no idea what the hell i'm doing sometimes so but like people are like oh your algorithm i'm like man like i failed like grade 10 math i don't i can barely spell that so i don't know what you're talking about like this oh, is way man. beyond I just want to give you a fist bump on that one, man. That was like, yeah, that's me. Boom. It's like, yeah. Oh, you know. Sean, Sean, Sean failed grade 10 everything. Yeah. No, no, no. Math, math, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll some English. Boys, I don't know. This is the thing, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, we're, you know where how we get where we are and you guys get where you are and, like, everybody else gets where you are. Hard work and consistency. There's no well, secrets it. to anything. Really I it. did want to point out something there. That you said, Derek, there, I just want to bring this up to Reed's attention there. Do you notice how Mr. Lamorello had to be talked to and then he was giving advice there as opposed to what... So Reed, Reed was, he met Lou get, Lamorello. Get ready, get, get ready for a tangent here. Yeah, nice. yeah. Reed, Reed, <laughs> Reed met Lou Lamorello somewhere in Boston and decided this to call him Lou. 
Just decided he's going to call him Lou. Listen, he was he was he was coaching the opposing team during the playoffs. I'm a Bruins boy, standing outside of TD Garden, smoking a cigarette, getting ready to head to work, and uh, saw Lou. I said, I said he was walking by himself. I'm sitting there like, what's this guy doing? He's got a suit on, no tie, unbuttoned. I was like, Lou. <laughs> Derek, it didn't go great. He's a, he's a little guy, um, and I, I like that even even in my uh, my placating uh, you know degenerative state here. I like to think I can handle myself, but there was a little there was a pucker effect there. Where I was like, oh boy, oh shit. He was angry. Finally, yeah, finally he called him Mr. Lamorello. I think he gave him just a look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. funny like, is, so Colin White is who I'm talking about, a guy. Who, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know Love if you Colin know him. Or, yeah, good. yeah well, I don't know. We're right. doing a sports podcast here, Derek. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, yeah he was dealing with fighters, man. If, if Brad were here, he wouldn't have a fucking Yeah, clue, it's true. So. It's true. Oh, Brad yeah, was, was here. Yeah. <laughs> Colin still works for the Devils. He's like an ambassador down there. So I think That's he awesome. like, just fits in the box and just like shows shows off his rings. That's got to be the best job in hockey. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty interesting cat, that fellow. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what, what, so your focus, uh, and you mentioned earlier, Derek, uh, that, you know, it, you're dealing with kind of a uh, community that's kind of aging out. Right. Yeah. Um, so what, what is your, uh, what is your focus with getting the next generation more into it? So I, I just want to preface this with, I'm seeing some of these, uh, you know, Paul brothers kind of circuses that are going on, um, making a boatload of money and people are kind of, yeah. you know, money, money talks. And that's, what's going to draw, you know, kind of people into this whole thing. Yeah. Um, how, how do we how do we keep everybody kind of focused on this and and really uh, getting everyone into the dojo? I, and frankly, at my age, my friends are all having kids. I'm seeing all their kids getting yeah. into jiu-jitsu, which is cool. But how do we keep this thing going here? Because do you do you guys do you at least feel it where you're at in Nova Scotia that the next generation is ready to take up the altar or? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's again, that's what if. If you're not working towards the future, if you're not setting up the next generation, then I don't know what you're doing. Like that, that to me is a, is a big thing of why, like, yeah, money. Yeah. Everybody, you know, we got to eat, we all got to make money, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't be in this sport if it wasn't for passion, you know, same as you guys doing what you're doing, right. It's about passion. And so I, I think, I always think it's important. And if you look at our upcoming event and it, we stayed busy during COVID because in Nova Scotia, the rules are the commission looks after everything except for jujitsu. Yeah. So okay. we pretty much can do whatever we want when it comes to grappling and jujitsu. So we did three Kumite events, like basically 16 man submission only brackets in the cage to oh, keep yeah. us going. And what we would do is we would use athletes who are fighting on our upcoming cards to keep them busy and to keep them giving them exposure, moving on to the next. So, all these people fighting on our upcoming card, even our last card, these are people with no fights or one fight or whatever. And these are the amateurs that we want to build up and groom properly and take them with us as we grow. And once they become pro and they can be an organization champion in our organization or another organization and then move to the UFC or whatever it happens to be. Right. And so there, you know, we look at us as almost like a moose heads. You know, like yeah. like that transitional period where it's like teach them how to wear the suit, teach them how to be speak properly and teach them how the, the fundamentals of what this game is, because like how to do a medical and, and the like, not that I should be teaching them. Technically, their coaches should be working with them on that. But yeah. 
the thing is in MMA is like, unless you're like a, a Tyson Chartier or a person who's a full-time coach with full-time athletes who are making you money. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like I'm, yeah. I have, I'm not, I have no time to be looking at. Uh, I'm always, I'm always blown away by, uh, you know, Mark Henry's camp down in New Jersey where he's yeah. been, you know, the Frankie Edgar's of the world. Right. And he, the guy runs a pizza place full time. If you've ever seen a, f- a pizza place run, it's amazing that guy has time for anything else, let alone nah, produce a world class really? athlete. Oh yeah, that, that's one of his big things. He's, he runs, he's obsessed with pizza. Like he really? just makes this phenomenal pizza, I guess, and it's it's one of his great passions. And everyone always talks about like he'll dip out of a training session because he's got to go check in on the shop and make sure make sure the crust <laughs> is just right. So it's it's it's. And that was one That's of the awesome. things that was one of the things like when I was a kid and I didn't I didn't I didn't have a child. I didn't have a real job. It was like it was phenomenal to be able to just kind of I inundated myself. I actually had two jobs when I was training. But, um, you know, I was spending probably, you know, four to six hours a day on on mixed wow. martial arts and jujitsu awesome. and trying to trying to try to get that kind of work ethic into into people at a young age. I know it had to be beat into me severely. Yep. You, know, you get your ass whooped in the dojo. You, you you could either say fuck this or that's never happening again i'm gonna i'm gonna prepare myself a little bit better and it, it is one of those things and it, it does carry on into your personal life um no question in a phenomenal way it definitely does you know like it, i'm not a guy who would ever fight on the street man but i'm also a guy who's like i probably do have a little you know chip on my not a chip but when you you know like you're a little confidence no when yeah. you know it's like okay like yeah my muscles are just going to automatically take over them and whatever happens. Right. Yeah. The and muscle memory. Yeah. That's exactly it's it. Like, what's that? That's exactly it. Like training. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you're, you're, you're really, you're really just beating the insecurity out of you. And then that, that really leads to, for me, at least personally. And I, I was, I was a, I was a little punk with a mouth for a long time. Yeah. Um, I got in trouble when I was a kid. Parents got me into judo when I was actually four. We're lucky here in Massachusetts. Just wait, we have just wait, Jimmy Reed. Pedro. Just wait, Reed. Did you say for a long time? Because I still think you have a mouth. I don't know. Is hey, it- you know, I, <laughs> not not enough to get me into a fight. I, okay, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just talk shit over the internet. You know, yeah. <laughs> love it. With people thousands of miles away. But you know, it's, it, it, you know, we are we are seeing this whole thing now where you know, Derek, you mentioned it earlier. We have this generation of people who you know can kind of get on the internet and talk some shit, and you don't get the the whole thing of the threat of being punched in the mouth and yeah. you guys you boys are both canadian and it always reminds me of one of my favorite canadians jordan peterson who had a quote uh i'm gonna butcher this by the way uh where he said you know people should be monsters capable of you know great damage and and the the ability to inflict great personal harm to somebody and then not do it that's what makes you you know that's what strength yeah. is that's what power yeah. is and that that was that was martial arts in an essence for me was having the ability to do it and then also having the the discipline and the strength to not in every situation. And, you know, again, martial arts, it really, and the, the humility that you experience on a daily basis in a dojo, you know, you realize there's always that guy out there. There's always that guy that's a little bit better than you uh, or even girl or girl. Yeah. Yeah. Even back, even when I was getting into it, there was, there was chicks that would just absolutely mop the floor with you. It was embarrassing. It's, uh, but it's exactly like you say, like that little bit of humility that I think everybody needs to feel that it should be a mandatory thing. You see a lot of police places around the world. They're making jujitsu mandatory, like in uh, their station. It's and the thing is here in Nova Scotia, like the cops, they're not allowed to choke people. Like they're not allowed to yeah. guillotine people. They're not allowed. Like so the rules are kind of against them to begin yeah. with, man. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a hard job. But 
like I'll give you an example about humility. Like there's this, there's a kid who's a there's a great kid, and and I hope he listens to this. He's he trains at our club, and he's a he's a great kid, up and coming kid with some talent, but he's he's got to learn to be more like humble. humble you know, yeah. he's, he's got this cockiness about him, and like we're we're trying to explain it to him, like man, like levels, like levels, levels, levels. Like shut your mouth, do your work. Shut your mouth, do your work. You know, like that's. And last week, you know, I went and I rolled them and I beat the piss out of them, like on purpose, not, not to, not in a bad way. Like not, I'm not saying in a bad way, but like, just, I'm going to keep tapping you out and, and my coach and like, it's a thing that we're just going to keep tapping you out now hard until you learn like the hard way. Like if you're not, that's the, that's the constructive destruction is what I like to call it. And then they'll leave. Like some people, if they can't take that, like you said, they will leave and that's yeah. like the people that get to that level in the ufc if you want they lots of people want to take an instagram picture and put that out there a fighter but it's the stuff you do that's not on camera that's going to prove that whether you like you don't get to be a justin gaethje or a connor even connor even though i think he's an idiot you don't get to that level without working hard man and yeah. being consistent. so you know that's that's a really good point you just pointed out there because it, it's it's so true the way that we were raised was that you know you're going to learn and you're probably going to learn Sean, the hard Sean, way. Don't say we. You were 80 years before Derek and I showed up. Come on. <laughs> How old are you, Sean? I'm 41. Come on. Uh, I just turned 49 yesterday. So. Oh, happy birthday! Buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, continue your thought, but I just you know, yeah, nevertheless perspective. Though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like you know, you just have a look at wow. <laughs> you just have a look at like. You have a look at what hard work gets you, what 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 learning from your mistakes gets you, you know. But now it's like so many people just want to be handed these opportunities, and it doesn't happen that way because if you let it happen, you're going to get hurt real, real bad, yeah. you yeah. know. And, and that's what people don't realize. It's like I understand that you're looking at what is there, but you're going to get hurt real bad if we just let you go. It's like yeah, you're going to get hurt real bad. That's the thing. It's just not a thing you can lie at in this this game. This isn't a thing you can fake. Like it's it's just not a, you know, it's 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 a re, it's a real thing. You know, so if you want to do it, you got to put the hard work in. And, and you know, it's like you say about the Jake Pauls and the Conor McGregor's. And I get messages every day from people like, "Bro, bro, I want to fight, bro." I'm like, X. You know, like it just looks just, like it just looks like an affliction T-shirt being. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like if, if if you're a legitimate person, I I I would expect your coach would be reaching out because I know every yeah. coach in the whole merit. I know them all, and I have very good relationships with probably ninety eight point nine of them, and they'll all reach out and be like, "Hey, this guy's good. This this person is working hard in the gym. You know, they're showing up. They're helping other people in the gym. They're leading by example. You know." That's the people that coaches want opportunities for, you know, people that are helping in, in representing their club properly and, and, you know, giving back to the sport. Like those are the people who should get opportunities. And for us, those are the people who will, if you're going to be out there, you'll see me post about it sometimes on social media. If you're going to be talking shit and we don't even want anything to do with you. Like I yeah. truly have zero interest. If you like, like I don't, if you're going to get on the mic and swear and be like this big goofball, like save that until you get to the UFC. You know, like when you at, like we have fifteen hundred people in New Glasgow watching you. Let's just bring it down a notch here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 
And, and, you know, that that goes against the whole like there's this kind of and again, I, I don't I don't want to blame it on Conor McGregor because I think he's more of a symptom of this is what makes the most money. He's clearly the biggest draw, even though the guy can't seem to win a fucking fight these days. Yeah, but he doesn't even matter anymore. That's no, the but, That's but he's, he's still the biggest. I, even me, a seasoned you know MMA viewer at the very least. Right. I still get a little bit excited when I see a Conor McGregor uh, yeah. uh, name. I got to be honest, ticket. though. The it's, only reason why I'm the only reason why I get excited because I want to see is him get punched in the mouth. That's it. it, it, <laughs> it, it, it but but Sean, you watch the fight, and yes. every time he throws that left, you're yes. just like, oh shit! Yeah, I know it's true. Fucking, it's true. He could he it's could true. ghost anybody at any given time. Yeah. Now you know the Poiriers and the Gaethys and everyone else in the world have figured out the whole thing of throw leg kicks. Yeah, uh, yeah. With, with that karate stance just doesn't work, but. Yeah, Derek, how damaging is a Conor McGregor at, at, at your level? I, you alluded to it a little bit, but like, how toxic do you think that really is? I fucking hate that word. I just said toxic. Super toxic. Yeah, but you, you know, know, it's, be- it's, how, do, are you seeing it at your level? Like, I know you're getting the DMs and stuff like that, but like, have you had to pull any FLA guys aside and been like, you know? Oh, yes, all the time, all the time. Because like, one big thing about us, we're, we're not at the level yet. Like, Again, we've only done one MMA event and then COVID, right? So we're not, and I don't ever think truly, I don't think we'll ever be at the level where we're going to sign people and hold them until they can't, like, we're, I, I don't want that. I want people to be able to fight and stay busy and get the whole goal for these people is to become a professional athlete and make a living. That's what they want to do. So why am I holding you at a level where it's like, even if I can give you five fights a year, you're still only making what at the highest, I don't know, maybe say you make 20 grand in five fights or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, like uh, being humble, man, and it's it's extremely important on our side of things. I tell them that. I tell lots of fighters that. I'm a guy who's lost my whole job and my whole career in travel because of COVID, and now I'm I'm pretty much wiping old men's asses for to make a living, you know, and then running this business. And so for me, I, like it's like you do you got to do what you got to do, guys. And like if you guys all think I'm sitting here making a fortune, I wouldn't be working. You know, yeah. like it's, it's a passion like anybody else. And we all, we're, I'm, I always say this, we're all in this together. Like That's I truly it. believe that I'm just the person at, at the top, like leading the show, but like I, nothing can be done without the fighters and the team. Like we are all in this together in this small little community. So let's make it the best we can together. So everybody gets the opportunities and you guys can guys and girls can continue moving your careers in the right direction to hit these goals you're trying to accomplish. Right. So. so for me, it's it sounds like, um, you know, because there is this whole thing in mixed martial arts today because of the Conor McGregor's and and now even the Kamara Usman's of the world are kind of doing that, that shit talking thing, the Colby Covington's right where yeah. that that sells at such a high level. And those guys yeah. are such huge draws because of that. So there there is a fine line you have to walk between the WWE and, um, you know, one of my favorite MMA fighters of all time. I'll never tell this to Sean on his own, but, you know, Derek's here. Ivan Salivari, a good Toronto boy, is one of my favorite I'm MMA so fighters of all, all fucking time. He was my hero growing up. And I love like, that guy. Yeah, he's just he's just quiet. He goes to get the job done, super humble. He, he'd have a fucking laugh about something. But there is that line between those two extremes or even like, you know, another, another one of my favorites, Jeremy Horn. I know people Ooh. watching have to fucking Google this shit. Yeah. Uh, those guys are <laughs> long gone. But, Horn, like 700 fights. Oh, dude, yeah, he used, to, he used to drive 100 miles, fight on Thursday, drive 200 miles, fight on Friday, drive another 300 miles, fight on Saturday. You know, it was, yeah. it was crazy. Well, well it's running. like you said, you know, well, everything, it's it's funny, man, because like you said back in the day, like 
with all the smokers and all this stuff that used to happen. And it's almost like everything else. Like I, I you see in North America, like in cities, a lot of the mom and pop shops are gone. It's all yeah. corporations. The government literally has taken everything and made everything corporate. So no one's allowed to do anything without their approval, you know, and, and I'm not an anti-government person, but it's also, I think, keep your mind like, you don't have to like keep your nose out of everybody's business a little bit, right? Uh, so the libertarian in me, Derek, you are singing his song. Yeah, yeah. well, it's like it's what like Khabib always says, man. He's like, you you guys think you're tough, like we you cannot even fight in the streets there, like you know. And he's yeah, right, exactly. Because, like, <laughs> it's like, don't, don't, don't arrest you, you know. He's like, we'll fight anywhere we want, you know. <laughs> but it's like you, you talk like that, and I don't want to like. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, these talking about meatheads, these fighters, right. you know, talking about fighting all the time. And, but like, for me, it's like a competition standpoint. It's, it's what people like to do and they're testing themselves and it's, it's safe. Again, going back to the government, it's regulated in a safe way. So no one's, you know, like at the amateur level, you can't, in Nova Scotia, for example, you cannot fight at amateur with strikes on the ground. Yeah. So there's no strikes on the ground here. So it's until you get to three fights. So it's a slow progress of teaching you things as you come through. You know, the lights are on you, the cage holds. I respect that. I respect that, though, because, you know, you're getting some sort of feeding into that. At the same hand, though, you're you're under a little bit of safety. Derek, I know that your time is pretty valuable. I believe we were talking before, and you have have some uh, prior engagements there to get to later there. I do. I yeah. My phone's about to die too. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, first off, thank you so much. Reed, thanks for coming on here, man. Uh, so some oh, great Sean, questions. Sean, before you sign off, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to let Derek off that quickly. Oh. All right, Derek, I got, I got, I got two questions. Oh, <laughs> all right. So who, who nice. is the guy or gal to watch that you guys are kind of cultivating in FLA? You know, so if you look at this September 25th card, what's the fight that you cannot miss? In your opinion, you know, there's a there's a few really great amateur fights that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the first, the the last three on the card are, are fights that I'm really excited to see. The main event is Jordan Noseworthy out of Alberta versus versus Hank Anderson uh, out of New Brunswick, which is a heavyweight uh, title fight. That'll be really good. And then the co-main event are two guys. They're probably two of the best jujitsu guys on the scene out here in the Maritimes, and they're both brown belts. And they're both guys who have fought each other in a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments throughout the years that I've put on, and their records are kind of pretty much even. So now this is both of their – they're both 1-0 and in MMA. So that's kind of the co-main event, Drake Farrell versus Matthew Tarantini. Matthew's from uh, New Caledonia, which is an island down uh, by Australia. And he's fighting Drake Farrell here, which is a kid. He won our last two uh, Kumite events back-to-back. Uh the number one and two. So yeah, it's, that'll be a really, uh, really high level, great fight. So really. Right, so my other well. question is I want to plug, uh, FLA's, uh, great merch shop, sharp looking hoodies there. I like that you Thank guys you, with man. the full zip. Um, do you make one big enough for Sean? Yes. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever boys, whatever sizes you need, just let me know. Double XL. Alright. So on that note, check out their pay-per-view. September 25th at uh, 7 p.m. Atlantic time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And check out their fucking shop because they actually have very sharp gear. I'm actually, uh, I got a, I got a couple of hoodies in my uh, cart here because fall's right around the corner and I'm such a hoodie, hoodie boy. So, Oh, dude, man, that's very kind of you. It's, yeah, we appreciate it. Again, we're, you know, we're trying to give these amateur and pros. We do, you know, most of our cards are pro-am. That's, that's our whole idea. We're always yeah. going to be pro-am. 
uh, you know, three or four pro fights and, and then the amateurs building up behind them. So yeah, that shop, we want to make it legitimate. We want people to feel like they're getting, you know, getting the right product back in our fans. We want to make sure that they're kind of joining along in the process. So I appreciate the support and the plug, man. And I, I apologize awesome. for looking like a bag of milk right now, but you look, you look, you look like a guy who's uh, got to coach some uh, jujitsu and MMA class. That's it. That's it. Listen, Derek, my goodness, man, this is a great interview. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this time. I want to have you back at some other time here. Anytime, boys. Yeah, anytime. And we uh, like if I can, you know, send you guys anything for like a contest or whatever. By all means, I'd love to oh. stay in touch. You yeah, know let's, what? Let's do let's do something closer to the pay per view so we can uh, yeah we can hype that up a little bit. Yeah, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, that would be awesome because I really yeah. want to plug this too. I really do believe in what you're doing. I think it's a great idea. I know there's so many different there's so many different uh, organizations of it like that. Yeah. I'd like to see it keep going. Absolutely, the plug is going to be there. Much love, Derek. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a busy man. This guy, this thank guy, you, he literally told me I have to teach this. Uh, <laughs> he's just Brazilian jiu-jitsu pasta to come on. Hasn't even showered. What a great man! Wow, hey man. Ringworm through the phone, not Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, lots of love. I appreciate the support and kind words, and, and hopefully everything's good in Lowell, Massachusetts. I appreciate it. Always and uh, also in Toronto, boys. And for Keep sure, fighting the good fight. Touch let's do it again. Fight. That sounds great. Thanks, Derek. All right. Thanks, Derek. So, yeah, Sean, you sexually harassed me several times, and I don't know how to feel about that. Oh, oh we're, we're recording. Oh, shit. Up, oh my gosh oh my gosh this guy hey all right first off reed it's been a while man last time we saw you you had less hair less beard um it was the uh episode finale 49th episode we didn't I have had, you on I the had, 50th i had my i had my club do hockey shirt on yeah i get it yeah club do hockey uh. and then, you, then you had to shut me down because they knocked the fucking uh the the marley's out of the fucking uh playoffs and you were hashtag oh, sad about that it's messed up. It's messed up. I thought you were going to be a man about it and let me back on sooner. I didn't realize I was in, I was in timeout because I decided to disparage the terrifying reign of the fucking Maple Leafs. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Everybody at home watching GBS right now. Disgusting. I'm a Bruins fan. I put on a fucking Habs shirt, and this guy had to, had to sequester me for months, literal months. Unbelievable. I show up. I, I drink all the beer I fucking can. I drank. I drank Canadian, Canadian, gross Canadian whiskey from like a hundred years ago during that show. I put out. And that's how you treat me. Unbelievable. Come on, man. I was in the middle of a move. But anyways, I digress. Sean, Sean, Sean you, could, you could do this from anywhere. That's the beauty of podcasting. Everyone knows it. You know it. We all know it. Oh, man. But yeah, hey, look, it looks like you've been well. I've been following you on Facebook there. Um, you know, I was, it's it's like I'm trying to keep up with what Tom Cruise is up to because you, you don't call, you don't write. And, uh, you know, I don't know what you're up to, but it looked like you're wearing uh, fun shirts and eating a lot of good food. So, <laughs> man, Derek Clark was awesome, eh? That was Derek Clark's a fucking, he's, he's one of the guys you need in a, in a position like his. Yeah. Um, you know, running running a promotion. And, and and again, we talked about Calvin Cater. He's another one of those cats that that you know Calvin ran a promotion up this way. And uh, you know, he's such a positive influence in the sport of mixed martial arts. 
And it's so good to see that, you know, our, our sister country up there, our, our hat, Canada has, you know, great minds in place, continuing that tradition of just smart, intelligent people, lighthearted, uh, but they can fuck you up. Yeah. Derek, Derek would beat the shit out of you. I don't care how many crab classes you take a week. Derek would wipe the fucking floor with you. I think so too, man. He, yeah. he seemed he seemed pretty uh, he seemed pretty intense. I like he'd, him. Though, he'd man. fuck me up, but I think he's farther yeah. from me than he is from you. So. <laughs> it goes hunting, <laughs> man. All right, quickly, five minutes. We got a UFC free night fight night, man. Edson Barbosa. This is a free card tonight. Free card tonight. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, Edson Barbosa and. Uh, all right, you're gonna say, have to that, say that name. Say it. Say Giga it. Giga Chikadze. He's thirteen and two. You should. I should know it. Eh? I think yeah. you nailed it. I think you nailed it. <laughs> you're from you're from one of those countries where the names are silly. You know, it, it works out. Canada. <laughs> Man, there, there. I mean, honestly, for for a free fight, there's a lot of good stuff here. Like Brian Brian Battle Gilbert Urbina. Dude, they got smiling Sam Alvey on the undercard on the yes. prelims. Yes. For yes. a free event. For a free event, man. It's it's yeah, Sam Alvey against uh Willie Determine. Uh this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one here, I think. So um, when was the last time you watched a UFC event? Because I know you've been in flux. Yeah, uh, when was the last, uh, last time one was actually Cannoneer. Event? It was Cannoneer Gastelum. So it was last week. Yeah, Cannoneer and Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. yeah so I, I saw that one there. Um I did not see Sean Strickland against Uriah Hall, did not see that. I did not see the San Hagen Dillashaw fight either. So, all right. So I know that I know the point is to kind of hype this up a little bit. Yeah. But Gaslam lost another fight. Yeah. He's the most talented loser I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's yeah. insane. I mean, he's got it all going for him. Um, you know, he's got the Mexican heritage. He's a phenomenal fucking wrestler. Um, he's a tenacious little bastard. Or a big bastard, I guess. You know, but he's five nine, so he's a little, little, little to us. Um, <laughs> he's got all the skill and the talent in the world. Does he have the yips? Is, does he need to see a sports psychologist? Like, what is the That's deal? That's what I'm thinking. Because... It's not. It's because it's not a gas tank. No. Like, you know, I talked with my my other good buddy Mike Gendron, who I we should have on this show when we're talking to MMA someday. We're talking about Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's gas tank goes away, and yeah, you know, <laughs> being tired makes cowards of us all. You know what I mean? So right. it's like. You can see what, what the issue with Calvin Gas uh, with uh, Kevin Lee is. Calvin Gaslam's got a phenomenal gas tank. I don't know why this guy can't fucking buy himself. Oh no! And, and I mean, Cannonier is not it's not a slouch. I understand that. And in the fight game, anything could happen. Yeah. But Gastelum is pedigree material. You know what I mean? So when you see a guy like that lose and lose now, right now, free on a frequency, you have to wonder. Does he need to see a sports psychiatrist? That's what happened with George St. Pierre after that uh, loss to um, who's that trainer right now there in New York. He's got his own podcast there, man. Man, he said that George St. Pierre was drinking wine and cheese all the time. He's a New York City American buddy there. He was a UFC. He was a tough enough competitor there. I think the second one. Uh, why can't I, I think of what talking about? New yes, Yorker? He, he was champion for a minute. Michael Bisping? Oh, he was welterweight <laughs> champion British. for a minute. <laughs> uh, best friend was middleweight champion for a minute. Yeah. For a yeah. minute. For a minute. Like, literally, he fought George St. Pierre the next time and he lost it. Oh, Matt Sarah. 
There we go. That's oh, the don't guy. Don't talk about Madsen. Show some fucking respect. Oh, How man. Dare you? He had no respect for George. You know? He knocked George the fuck out. Why he did, because George, George walked in there thinking he was Tyson. I don't know what he was thinking there at that moment. Well, he, man, oh, man. He, he played a little game called Fuck Around and Find Out. That's what he did. <laughs> and Matt's well, seriously. Air, Matt's air is a black belt. You don't want to go to the ground with him. No, you know, with that smoke. And then apparently he's also one of the baddest dudes in the fucking plant with those hands. Yeah, <laughs> he knocked him out. It, it, it just knocked him out. And, and, and so St. Pierre had to go see a sports psychiatrist after that because it was just like it was so devastating to him. So maybe Gaslam needs to do that. Yeah. You know, it, maybe it's, he it's, he's had his last six fights. He has one win against a guy I've never heard of before. And now, granted, the loss before this Jack Cannonier loss was to Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Um, Robert Whitaker is, you know, not a slouch, not a slouch. And that was and that was a potential that you can go fight for the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you get you get to be the guy that go gets fucked up by Izzy. That's it. <laughs> well, that's but, but again, Gaslam's losing these you know these decisions. You know, it's always like I know he's I know he's got the finish in him and stuff like that. But I, I really do think it's the yips, and I don't know how to. Yeah, you're gonna have to change the name of this <clears throat> when you drop it on Facebook too. What the fuck is up with Calvin Gaslam? Because this is a conversation about that now. But he is the most frustrating person for me in mixed martial arts today to watch where you're just like, you have it all. Just do it. And he's like, no, I'll do 50% of it and lose. I don't understand it. I totally don't. Well, right, I so, so what's yeah. your favorite? What's your favorite thing in MMA right now? We were just on with Derek Clark. Uh, we're yeah. talking about the UFC. Uh, we haven't been talking to the people for a very long time. Yeah. At least I haven't. What, uh, what what what's what's going on in the MMA world that you're just loving? Volkanovski, Brian Ortega. It's about to happen. Excited. I am super excited for that. What do you think of that one? Man, I think Volkanovski's gonna win, but I am rooting for Ortega. I am. I, I'd like to see Ortega win that. Don't yeah, think T City's a phenomenal guy. That was a tough one for me because Volkanovski. I think he's got this chip on his shoulder. I think he's got that little guy chip on his shoulder where he's just trying to prove everybody wrong. And he's, he's always the underdog, even though he's the champion. Um, you know, it's, it's like, what the fuck, who else do you have to prove? He comes out a great, great team uh, Tiger Muay Thai there in, uh, in Thailand, phenomenal athlete. Um, but T city's got that. He's got a little bit of the Diaz brothers in him. You know what well, I mean? He's got it. that. I mean, you saw him after that Covington fight, right? He yeah. fought Covington, and he 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 dealt with Covington. So to me, it's like, okay, man, go do your thing at this point, you know. But this but he is fought who? Colby Covington, I believe. Yeah, Brian Ortega fought Colby Covington. Oh no, no, no! no. I'm wrong weight class. You're yeah, about twenty five yeah, pounds yeah. off. <laughs> Covington was fighting on the same night. That's what ended up happening there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> Are you talking about Frankie Edgar? Yes, that was yeah. it. That was the last fight there. That was back in October. Oh, uh, no, no. So Max Holloway was the fight he lost in December. That's um, right. And then Chang Sung Young yeah. was who he lost who he beat in October. That's that was the UFC fight night. There we go. Korean zombie. Oh but, I mean, the guy looks like an absolute fucking genius half the time. He's got one loss. Yeah. That's insane because I it's feel like ridiculous. we've been watching this kid for a long time. He it's doesn't true. have he doesn't have a shit ton of fights. He's got seventeen fights in total, 
which is That's weird it. these days, but one no contest. Exactly. It. Yeah. T city is he's legit. And, uh, you know, he comes from a great gate uh, Gracie camp. Um, hard to, hard to, hard to look past a guy like that. I think, I think, I think you're right over the overall though. That's the, that's the fight to be talking about these days. Cause again, when we were on with Derek, we were talking about, you know, the Conor McGregor effect with the uh, MMA cards where you see him and you're just like, Oh, and that's then it, it. Just, every, you know, but that's the, that's the, you know, the fake titted stripper in a yellow Corvette. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'll be fun for like five minutes until yeah. she destroys your credit and tells your wife, you know, <laughs> um, you know, whereas you've got all these other guys, you know, this is the this is the this division is the that one. they're holding. Like this, this is, is the one it's a great that fight. I'm looking forward to now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the featherweight division is very promising. It's very it's very tough. It's not the lightweight division. No, nope. but um, it's one of those divisions where you're just like, how the fuck does anybody take a belt and uh, and maintain that? But what was that? What was what was Volkanovski's last fight at this point? It's been a while because he was injured. They were supposed to fight a few months back, and so he was injured. This is just uh, happening now. So I, that's why I'm also really intrigued about this too, because we've been waiting for this fight to happen. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Volkanovski, ben, good luck. Look at his record. It's ridiculous. Holloway, Holloway, Aldo, <laughs> Mendez, Elkins. It's like, it's a who's who. Fuck? It's a who's who. Then you have Nick Diaz against Robbie Lawler. That's oh going to be, I mean, you know, it's a legacy. I, I, won't, I won't believe it till I see it. what 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 the world did to nick diaz for marijuana is criminal this guy lost some of the best years of his life yep um you know it it's insane and i I was literally just watching their first meeting uh in the ufc recently yeah and nick diaz he that's where he like really premiered that stock and slap in the worst way that's one of the most dangerous human beings on the fucking planet when robbie lawler was Ruthless Robbie Lawler. Yes. And he, Robbie Lawler was, he had some moments where you're like, Nick is in a lot of goddamn trouble. And he did not give a flying It's going to be a bloodbath, I guarantee you. It's going to be lots of blood, lots of fighting. It's going to be great. I really honestly, I think that fight, I think that, I think Nick Diaz ices him in the first or second round. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll have to get back and talk about this then after the fact. I I think it's going to be a bloodbath. We go five, and I think it's going to be a decision probably for Diaz, but well, it's hard to say. Both of the Diaz brothers are gas tanks. They are. There's there's no... You have to to put them out, you know. Conor McGregor had to get on a goddamn bicycle to win that fight, you know, just running backwards, like because <laughs> you know, they're 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 very high level jujitsu guys. And then look at this yeah. Curtis Blades against Rosenstrike. Yeah, I mean that's like a Curtis, great fight. Curtis Blades another one of those guys that's kind of frustrating to watch sometimes because you're just like, yeah, just win three fights in a row <laughs> and you'll have it all. Just. Win three he's fights got in a the row. potential. He's like what we we're just talking about with Gaston. Yeah. He's got all that potential. He can do it, but every now and then he gets caught. And Rosenstrike, I mean, that's the problem with the heavyweight division is that you got these guys just one punch power. That's all you need. That's it. It's over. So is Francis Ngannou now? Is he like legit the guy? Um, you know, because I've always believed in Ngannou, and he's on a five fight win streak, including the greatest heavyweight of all time, Steve Amiocic, and also the most underappreciated and underrated UFC athlete of all time, 
Steve Miocic, but is he is he legitimate now? Like, is he really gonna? And again, he's those gotta that, he's got to fight Cyril Gane. That's got to fight him now. That five fight win streak was was TKO, KO, TKO, KO, KO. So you say Cyril Gane is the fight, and then then we're we're done questioning the efficacy of a Francis Ngannou as a heavyweight champion. I, Francis Ngannou is a heavyweight champion. He beat the best heavyweight of all I said time. The ever. efficacy of it. Yeah, it's it's think, it, that's that's a heavy crown to wear. And again, you look at a guy like Stipe who was able need, to hold it, need, lose it, and exactly. then retain it. Regain I think it. you need the rubber match with Stipe in order to get that. I, I do. You. I you. do. You need the rubber match. Sean, and, this time off, this time off, you've gained some wisdom. Because I feel like two months ago you would have said some bad shit, crazy shit, and you just—I'm so proud. I'm so proud. That's man—I don't even know what to say right now. I'm—I'm I'm well, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because maybe it's just his 49th year. I'm just gaining some wisdom. You finally got that wisdom. I don't know. Hey, you, you, need, you need you need to change the guys. I need to change the GBS. Uh, your your profile photo to that 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 tunimation thing that you did there. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to go back to when you had that ball bearing necklace on when you were, I don't know, doing tears for fears covers. Or whatever the fuck you were doing. You back like in that, eh? Yeah. That was a good look. That was a good look. That was a lot lighter then though. I don't know what kind of music you guys are playing, but I was into it. Was it, was it like some flogging Molly type uh, American? No, no, no. We were, we were alternative band. Yeah. What does alternative mean? Well, that's a 90s term for like, uh, you know, like Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Please, for the love of fuck, tell me there's a CD somewhere. There is. I have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sean. <laughs> Please, for the love of fuck, upload it. You want it? Yes. <laughs> upload it. I, I have a, I have a OneDrive. I have a Dropbox. I have a box. Whatever the fuck you need. Just get it. I need to listen to this. Do you I will. Si- I do you know. sing it all on that album? I'm the lead singer, so. Oh, oh, guys, beer sports. The gods are good. Oh. Oh. Well, we'll get it out there. You know what? One day, because like our intro song, that's actually one of our songs. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will. My next question is when are we going to start the new guys, beer sports band here? Because. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a you got a drummer. Hey, that's true. My goodness, we can do this. We can do this. We can oh do this. My gosh, we should we yeah. should jam and we should live stream it on Twitch. I don't think we'll make any money, but I'll do it. I'm down for it. I'm someone, for someone will pay for that. I'll pay for <laughs> yeah. it. I'll, 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 I'll be donating the entire time. We could have, we could, we could do we could do some hip hop standards, and we could have Brad rap. Oh, I think we got something here. <laughs> I think so. I think, I think so. Yeah. I you got it a whole this is great. I'm actually stoked about this. All right. So this is what you had to look forward to, GBS. It's a new season. Sports are finally fucking back. We're out of this summer slump. Sean's finally settled into his new bear cave there. Poor Joanna. He's probably farting up the place. And it's so good to finally be back here seeing my my good unseasonably tan buddy, my brother from another mother. Yeah, love you so much. I love Always you too, buddy. Fire. Man, I you know what? I'm glad to have you back. Um, and uh, I just can't wait. This season's going to be great. It's going to be epic. Live sports. We have a lot oh, to talk. We have a lot to talk about in football and hockey. All it's all coming. Goodness. It's crazy. It's all coming. <laughs> crazy.
All right, boys. Well, when I say boys, I'm also speaking to myself because I don't know. And the girls. Very weird. And the girls. That was very strange. But I gotta say, peace out, my friend. All right. Yeah, everybody. All right, man. Talk soon. Man, you guys, great job. Love that interview. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Uh, that was super. You didn't, you didn't change your shirt though, so that's uh, isn't that awesome? going for him. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic, Sean. All right, let's close this thing up here. You have a one-on-one question. I have one for you. All right, you give give me yours. Give me yours. Okay. If you had to choose between giving up watching your favorite sport but being able to eat whatever you wanted to, or you can only watch your favorite sport, but you have to eat less than 2,000 calories a day and it has to be green, like vegetables. Which one do you choose? Sean's got his thinking beard on, everybody. 2,000 ca- calories is pretty low, buddy. Uh, I know. I know. I, I guess the sports it is because I could eat already. I'm, I've cut back my calories right now and all that good stuff. So, yeah, sports it is. I'm sorry. No. Um, I don't know. That's hard, though, because I do get a cheat day. So <laughs> Clearly, clearly you've had quite a few cheat days. <laughs> there was a whole year where it was a cheat year. But it was... <laughs> cheat year. Yeah. Oh, man. Why would you put me in the situation? Okay, I'm gonna go with sports. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's I I don't know. If there's a Gestapo or if there was a machine gun to my head, I don't know how I'd do it. But yeah. But I figure, you know, as an American saying goes, he ain't cheating, he ain't trying, because I would definitely try to cheat something in there (laughs) to make that bet for sure. That works. That works. Good question. (laughs) Here we are. All right. My one-on-one question to you is actually to do with the CFL yet again. Um, And just really wanted to get your reaction on this. So my question, well, I'll just tell you the the thing that happened. And I would then go on if you were, my one-on-one question would be if you were the commissioner of the CFL. So Toronto Argonauts had to cancel their game this Thursday because Alberta, which like Edmonton Elks, Right uh, from the, the the province of Alberta. Alberta is the Texas of of Canada. Okay, so no masks. Uh, you know, anti vaxxers And hey, I, I love you guys in Alberta. I know that the cases are going up. It's all bad, but uh, for COVID. But the team out of the team, I think they couldn't suit up enough people to go out and play because they all yeah. not, not so many people contracted COVID, so they had to cancel the game. Uh, if you're the commissioner of the CFL, would you find the team or would you just try to find out a way in order to make this work? Cause this is a crazy season and it's the CFL and we need as much as we can get in here. Well, you're okay. Your first problem is that your game is on Thursday, right? I'm assuming it's not Thursday night football like it is here. And then with the NFL, I imagine that it's just <laughs> everyone well, plays on Thursday. You know, because I think the little the little league probably needs the field on Saturday, so they had to put the pros back on Thursday. It's kind of how I view it. Well, it's weird because the like, CFL goes all weekend, so it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, yeah, because they're working around midget league schedules, right? <laughs> and, you know, field hockey and that kind of shit. So anyway, there's that. But like, 
I, it's, I know it's the CFL's first season of the pandemic, but you have to have drawn from other leagues, right? right? And what we've known for the leagues that are going now that experienced it last year is that if you can't get your team in line and field the team, that's a loss. Because we all, the whole world knows now the best ways to prevent this. Now, instituting that policy and those things, that's a whole other story, right? Let's, we won't get into that. But the science is there for how to stop to limit that and it's locking down your facility masks all those things so if you can't feel the team you should get the loss so toronto should be get, is it their first one of the season no it would be their third buddy we're oh, on a roll buddy. how many games Dude, we're, we're, we had to slow down we i think we're only doing a 17 game season this year but how many games are you in? that was that would have been week number four so oh so you're three and one good for you Good for you. Better than the Blue Jays. Argos. <laughs> yeah. All right, kids. With that, that's the end of episode two. Glad you're back. Glad we're here. Always a good time. Kids, until next time, be good or be good at it. Right. Oh, hey, this bump. You've listened to the podcast. But now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.